Hello, everyone, and happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of Act Out of Love with Natasha Mayet. I'm really grateful that you're here and listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please do take a moment and pause this and leave me a quick review on Apple Podcasts so that I can continue to reach more listeners and the people that this would resonate with and hopefully inspire. This week, I bring you a conversation between myself and fellow actor, singer, and songwriter Amy May Lou, who really is a creative and an artist in every sense of the word. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Let me start by asking you about, because um, I actually want to know the story as well, but how um, did your acting journey begin? And I mean, were you born in Sweden? How did you end up in the US? Like, I oh want to know everything. Right. Tell me everything about Amy. My <laughs> autobiography. <laughs> yeah, where did it begin? <laughs> well, I was actually born in New York. Um, oh, which a lot you of lied to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was born in uh, Long Island, New York. My mom okay. moved to um, New York when she was 19 years old, and she met my dad, like, I think maybe like a week into being there, and they get married for six weeks. I wow, I, I need to take some tips from her. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, so they got married after six weeks. My dad was um, a rocker; he was in rock bands, and my mom went there to be an au pair. She wanted to go to California, actually, but they didn't have any room there, so she ended up going to New York because I was her best friend. So, um, I was born in Long Island, so I am half American and half Swedish. Uh, well, so technically, I'm actually a quarter Chinese as well, because my dad's half Chinese. I know I'm just I'm a big mutt. So yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think I knew you were um, like a, a percentage Asian. Yeah, I think. Yeah. We, yeah, that's awesome. I am. Um, although I've never met anyone in my family who is Asian, actually. Um, but I would love to. I think it would be so cool. But yeah, yeah. I, um, I lived there until I was three and a half. And then we moved to Sweden. And uh, mm. that's where I grew up, man. I was there from when I was three and a half to 19. So in 2010, which totally gives away my age, which I'm 30 this year. God. Girl, <laughs> I, I'm in the 30s. I'm like deep in the 30s right now. What? And then today you? I was Yeah. And then today I was talking to my agent and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, in Atlanta, I usually play um, late 20s to early mid 30s. And she was like, oh, I can see you playing late 30s. And I'm like thinking, oh boy. And it begins. <laughs> no but way. I was kind of like excited that now I can play those ages too, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's there. like a stepping stone in, in your career. Because I mean, you know, when you're... Yeah, oh, it's a major stepping stone. I can't is. wait till I can step into like 50s. <laughs> yeah, and that's fun. Um, but holy yeah, why not? Wow, you look More so young me. though. Like whatever you're doing, Thank keep doing you. it. <laughs> oh, great. Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I thought you were my age. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I guess it's partly the Indian genes. Um, yeah. I think maybe it's a lot of just the genes that I'm, I'll take them. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I get that all the time, too. I think maybe it's my Asian genes that are, like, de-aging me. But everyone always looks twice at my license when I go to buy, buy just a bottle of wine. I'm like, okay. That's I don't great. mind that. You can look at my license all you want. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. But, um, cool. Yeah, I, I know for a while it was frustrating for me because I was a certain age, but then I couldn't, I wasn't looking old enough to play that age, you know, so it was kind of weird because I felt like I related to like stuff that was 
my age, but then I had to sort of like make myself look older for the auditions. And at one time they actually painted mm. like frown, like wrinkles on my face for a commercial no because my daughter and me looked like sisters and it looked like the husband was like, <laughs> um, so they, they were like, oh, paint some more. It's not enough. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to look like super old on my reel. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, That's actually yeah, really you're cool to look good. Yeah, it was cool, but you're trying to, I'm trying to like, go, you, I was trying to like look good in my commercial reel. And then I'm like, oh boy, now I have like these lines on, which were, it's funny because up close, you could see the lines painted on your skin, but on camera, it looked like I was old. So, and then my daughter looked at me and she was like, you look old. And I was like, oh, great. Oh my God. It's <laughs> so funny. Hey, at least you didn't do an yeah. IBS commercial and had to poop yourself on national television. <laughs> oh God. Did you do that? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. No, yeah, I thought you IV made that guard. up. It was like it was a few what? years ago, maybe like four years ago. Oh, that's like hilarious! That. Did oh, it yeah. pay a lot? <laughs> uh, I can't remember. Maybe like a thousand dollars or something like that. Oh wow! Hey, I will. That sounds like something Joey from Friends would do. <laughs> oh my god! I know. And so when they cast me for it, and I actually booked this completely outside of my agency because I booked it before. Good I for you. Stars, <laughs> and then I ended up filming it like when I had just signed with them. Um, so I told him, I was like, listen, I have this commercial coming out. I booked it before I even signed with you guys. So <laughs> just letting you know, <laughs> don't take my thousand bucks. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, but it was so funny. Cause this one girl like randomly reached out to me on social media saying, Hey, I saw your IBS commercial. I just want to let you know, it really helped me. And I was like, I didn't heart, have the heart to tell her. Like I was just the actress. I'm so sorry that you have to deal with that, but I actually don't have. Oh idea. God. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess you you helped somebody. Yeah. Yes, I inspired them. <laughs> oh, wow. That, yeah, that's just, uh, wow. But I the get it, though. Like, everyone wants to look good on camera. So when you have to do something embarrassing or, like, um, just, like, look not pretty on camera, it kind of, like, kills your ego a little bit. You're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I, I've gotten better about that, but I definitely think, like, you know, for a long time in my acting career, I wanted to look good on camera. And I used to like, always be super critical of how I looked on camera. And now that I'm, I just love, now I actually just love exploring different kinds of roles. And I feel like a lot of the actresses I look up to, like, like even ones like, you know, Margot Robbie, she's super gorgeous, but oh, like, yeah. they'll like transform themselves physically for a role like Charlie Theron and Monster or Naomi Wapachi, you know, yeah. And um, I kind of, so I'm like, kind of like tapping into letting go of how I look. Um, but, it, but it's kind of still something that it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I still get in my head about it. Like, there's a part of me that's like, oh, I want to look good. But then I also want to serve the story. And I like to play different roles. Right. You know what I mean? But don't yeah. you also think that that's like why child actors so, so many times are so amazingly good at what they do? Because they haven't been tainted by society where everything is so like everything has to be perfect you have to have a perfect body perfect face like, smack on so much makeup on our faces just to look pretty and it's like that's what I loved about acting and still love about acting and why I even want to go back just to even take classes because it's just like it brings you out of the shell that the world has created for you where you just have these high standards of what you're supposed to look like so I love doing roles where I'm just nasty. Like I've done a couple of horror ones, but which I know you've seen. I know yeah. you've done Mommy and um and Say Cheese as well, um, that Philip did. But um 
I mean, I looked so ratchet in those two movies and I was like, this is amazing. I need this, you know, (laughs) like it's good for my soul. (laughs) You make a super hot zombie monster, like ghoul creature. (laughs) So um, yeah, I I think it's so cool. Uh, And I think my idea of like what is beauty has also changed like over time because before like my idea would be like just looking perfect so even if it's an emotional scene like your face is like perfect look and the makeup's perfect and that perfect tear just rolls but like your mascara doesn't smudge but like in real life when I cry like my face is like not yeah exactly (laughs) and it's like my my my, so I think I've kind of changed that idea of what's beautiful because it's not necessarily like the the size zero perfect looking person like beauty can just be somebody really just in it like raw like for me that's actually more attractive now like yeah embracing those shadow parts of ourselves you know and I think it's so cool that you've played those kind of roles um yeah so tell me about that so tell me yeah because I think we were talking about how yeah how did you actually first start acting like did you start classes in Sweden right yeah no um so when I lived in Sweden um when we go to high school we have to choose like a major and I my major was music so Mm. I had um you know I I had the music I was a singer and a dancer and we did a tiny bit of acting not a lot it was like more theater so I never had any formal training but I always always loved acting like I know this is going to sound really weird and psycho but like when I would get ready for bed at night, I would stand, I would brush my teeth and I would like do like different faces or like literally make up little monologues and like just pretend to be someone else. And it like it's just saying that out loud, it just sounds so weird. But when I started acting here in Atlanta, I like thought back at that moment and I'm like, maybe I always wanted to be an actor, you know, or an actress. Yeah. Um, so my one of my best friends, Edgar Zanabria. So he is one of my best friends. And he got me into acting with BJ Winfrey. He was my first acting coach. And that was back in like, oh my God. This was Atlanta? Yeah, it was in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that's when I first started. And I had no idea what I wanted out of it. I just knew that I loved going to class like I literally never missed a class the only time I ever missed a class was um when I went back to Sweden so I would go back every single year so that was the only time I ever missed like even if I was sick I would show up to class I'm like sorry guys if I get you sick but not missing this <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly now you can't do you that anymore COVID, so you're fine yeah no- <laughs> god forbid you cough at a grocery store <laughs> it'll kick you out yeah yeah times have changed right? I know um but yeah no that's how I got started and then you know turns out I was okay I mean I thought I was pretty good at it and yeah I just got I got signed by an agency actually I went through two different agencies and then I finally left two years ago because I went into corporate America and I was opening up my own farm office. Um, so, yeah, kind of uh, chased money instead of chasing my dreams, <laughs> you can say. So uh, that, that was my journey. I think I did it for, I want to say five. Oh, my math might be completely off, but something like that. Wow. Um, and, like, did you miss the acting during that time? Or was it, was it like you were actually... Because um, it seemed like you were enjoying also, I think, um, you know, I, I mean, it must have been cool to have your own office and oh my gosh, like, yeah, did you miss it during that time? Like, how did you do like yeah. acting during that whole period? Um, that was, 
So the whole reason I even went into insurance to begin with was because I was doing so many auditions and I used to run a chiropractic office back then when I first got signed. And, you know, I was always going down to Atlanta and doing my auditions and I had to take off work. And when I took off work, I wasn't making any money. So I had a friend, she had just had a baby and she was working from home and she was working in sales. And I was like, okay, I always hated sales. I never could see myself doing that, but I need to try it because otherwise I can't make this acting work because um, I need to make money to pay my bills as well. So yeah, I went into State Farm and started doing sales. Turns out I was really, really good at it. <laughs> and it was mm-hmm. the way- I, was- I wonder if it's an actor thing, like, because I also ended up in sales and I've also oh, really? like- I, it's so, you know, I feel like sales is putting yourself out of your comfort zone. Like you have to just be out of your comfort zone and oh, yeah. kind of be vulnerable yes, and ask yeah. and talk to people you don't know, you know? Um, so yeah. Yeah, I did. Yes, exactly. It's and vulnerable. It is vulnerable. You know what I mean? I think it is. Because you could be rejected, but as actors, we're always getting rejected. Oh my gosh, on a daily basis. Yes. <laughs> Which is why you have to really love what you do if you're going to do it. And that's the thing. Mm. I do love acting, but you know, being in a really a long-term relationship, I'm getting married and I was like, okay, I yeah. need to make a living. I want to be able to do both acting and make a living and have kids. I don't know how I'm going to do that unless I have a flexible schedule and I can make a good amount of money. So I ended up opening up my state farm office and I will never remember the day I called my agency and I left them a voice message actually because they didn't pick up the phone. And I told them I had to drop them because I had a hundred percent requirement attendance for, uh, or attendance. My Swedish Tourette's is acting up. Anyways, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I had yeah, to yeah. be at the state farm corporate yeah, office every it. day for like three months, um, to make that work. So I had to drop my agency. It was, I had no choice, but to drop, drop them. And I was thinking, okay, well, I need to get this business up and running. And then I can go back to acting. At that point, I was kind of burned out on the business side of it because yeah, say, I feel that. Yeah, I mean, you just you get rejected over and over and over again, and watching your friends book roles and you're not booking yeah. anything. It's, and sometimes people who have been doing it for less time than you, oh, which yeah. I'm really happy for them. But you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course I'm happy for them. Like I'm so so yeah. excited for all of my friends who have booked roles. But it doesn't yeah. take away the fact that it's something that you care about so much yourself and you put in so much effort to. So mm. I could, you know, nail an audition and I still don't get picked because it simply don't look like the role, for instance. Yeah. You, and you don't even know why you didn't get it. Um, exactly. Yeah. I, I really feel you on that because I think, um, you know, I, I was out in LA for, for a couple of years before Atlanta and I, I, I definitely got burnt out because it's like when I, you know, I, I came from corporate into acting mm-hmm. and, um, and I think that yeah, in the, in the beginning, it was so exciting. But then I sort of stopped enjoying it for a certain time, because it was like, I would wake up if I didn't have an audition, then I would not really be happy. And same thing in a bit when I came to Atlanta, you know, like, it was always like, how can I get another audition? Okay, am I mm-hmm. then then you don't get it, or maybe you get the call back, but then you might get a rejection. And and then, yeah, you book stuff too, but maybe one month you don't book anything. And mm-hmm. the business side, like, I think there's a lot of admin, really. Um, and I think the most times I enjoyed it was either in class when I could just play and not have the pressure of, like, I need to book this gig or even, like, making right. my own content. I think, yeah. And so I'm trying to play more in my 
in my auditions. But I think that's why I kind of decided to move back here and actually felt the calling to teach and coach. Like when I am working with actors, like it's just so fun. And I I honestly think everybody could be an actor because I think we're all creatives. We're all artists. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we all have it in us. And and yeah, and I, I think I've been trying to find that play again in my auditions, but then the pandemic hit and there was no auditions, there was no acting. And I had to figure out how to be happy without an audition because right. literally for the longest time, if I woke up and I didn't have an audition, I would freak out. Yeah, <laughs> and, and um, now I'm sure yeah, that you're happy that you can be creative on your own terms and that you're not at the mercy of yeah. someone else's words or someone else's deadline or you know, that's why I love, um, like now I create a lot of music. I decided to actually jump into that and I get to write my own words and create my own videos and I do a lot of YouTube videos. And so I get to be creative in so many different ways and so many more ways than I ever was being signed by an agency. And I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy being signed by my agency. I loved being signed by my agency and I might actually go back and do it again one day. But right now I am so enjoying being creative on my own terms like to the point where I actually mm-hmm. wrote my own monologue um what was it now maybe three years ago and I like edited everything by myself I put in like fake fire and everything and I was like this is yeah. amazing like I would rather I think I this. saw that yeah and so tell me a little bit about that because I think for me it's been really fun too because when I was in LA I was the only thing I knew how to do was act like I didn't even know where to start like people were always like make your own stuff and I was just like how and um you know when I got to Atlanta it was it was just like I I was lucky to meet these amazing people who were like Mm -hmm. you know Darian offered me the opportunity to produce and it was like a learning curve but I started enjoying making my own stuff like not because I felt like oh I have to but because I wanted to and and actually during this pandemic I wrote my first script but I, I feel like all of us have a story to tell and it's it's been really fun. And I think for me as an actor, I feel like it's been so empowering to explore making my own stuff and other, like also like stuff behind the camera. Cause especially now we're in a pandemic, you're, you're going to have most of your auditions via a self tape. So you've got to be your own cinematographer. You've got to be your own cam up. Like it yeah. definitely helps to also know, but it's also been empowering that if I want to tell a story today, I can just write a monologue and not not just kind of let the audition be the only chance to play. And I'm trying to like, just look at my auditions now. Like, how can I just use this as a chance to create? Because I think it's, it's me who puts the pressure on myself. Like, you know, you get in your head, like you want to book it. Right. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, um, I don't know, like, how did you sort of, um, yeah, like was editing something that was new for you? Like, how did you kind of learn all these different things? Um, I've always, loved editing <laughs> for as long as I can remember actually because I I started editing in Photoshop like when I was god maybe like 13 or 14 years old like forever ago when I was in Sweden and so I've always loved everything editing as far as pictures go videos go um, then it transitioned into video when I started doing my makeup stuff you know I love doing um, FX makeup and different makeup looks like that So that's kind of where it all started. And then obviously when I went into acting, I was like, I've always wanted to do something sci-fi related, like something like some sort of effect. So it all started with when I, it's funny because when I I went to watch, um, uh, what is it called? Mowgli, uh, the jungle book that like the real version of the jungle book. Yeah. 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 And there's that fire at the end. Um, sorry, spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, 
So when I saw that fire, I was like, I want to do like a video that relates to fire and something that has to do with movies. So that's when I started, like I wrote that monologue and filmed it. And actually I was supposed to go to a Christmas party that day. Um, and I had to tell Brandon, my fiance, I was like, uh, I'm not coming today. You're going to have to go by yourself. I am like so into this idea right now. Like when I get inspired, I need to do it now. And I will mm, literally I sit in my room for like hours and hours. Like I don't go to the bathroom. I don't brush my teeth. I don't have, like, I don't do anything. <laughs> I literally like hygiene out the window. <laughs> I don't feed myself. I literally sit there until it's done. It doesn't matter if it's three o'clock in the morning. Like when I get that inspired. I finish it. So I that, it. that was one of those um, uh, scenarios where I got a little bit carried away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I remember um, that. Was it a 48 that we worked on? And I was like, damn, I wish Amy could have done my makeup. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I remember that. Wait, was, was that the one where we were dressed in all white? Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. Man. And um, yeah, I think I, some of the skills I ended up just learning, like even editing, because it was like in the beginning, something I just had to do, like, like I would shoot a project, you know, like an indie project, and then it wasn't done. And I needed like a reel. So I'd be like, send me the footage. And then I just ended up like editing it myself. And so like a lot of stuff, even the makeup, I had to like learn how to do my own, you know, just so I could be more in of <laughs> yeah well listen oh, all of that stuff that you've learned like doing everything yourself is probably helping your auditions too because you have a whole different vision of like I don't know just a different vision like you actually get a vision when you get the script in your hand and even yeah, if it's someone else's words it. like you can still apply mm. your own creativity and your own imagination to it yeah yeah I, I it's been really fun and um even with the editing, I've been exploring that a little bit. Um, I I sh actually shot a little film in Atlanta, which was the first script I ever wrote. Because for me, writing a script was for some reason the scariest thing ever. Oh, and that's um, cool. I need to watch that. Yeah, and so it's it's been edited. I edited it, but it, like in the beginning, it took me like a the longest time because I was like learning it from scratch, you know. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I didn't know the shortcuts, but um, yeah, it's pretty much done. I am gonna get somebody to do the sound design just because it's it's not my forte <laughs> oh my god um, it's so hard you know but everything is sound done. guy here like sound woman yeah i have a, a, a nice first i ha I found somebody in south africa so hey <laughs> if you ever need somebody um but um but yeah so it, it was kind of fun to tap into that and i think it's kind of empowering it and yeah it is cool when you get an audition because I, i'm already like oh, I can film this, you know, instead of feeling helpless, like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Right. And, and stressing about it. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It just becomes second nature actually. Yeah. Now, do you have like yeah. anyone there that you can call to be your reader? I do have people, but you know what I've been really enjoying is actually FaceTiming a reader because, um, you know, um, some, a trick somebody once taught me is like, you can have your camera and then get a, a reader on FaceTime and put it right next to the camera. So my reader for this audition was actually in Denmark. Yeah, okay. so she's Danish. Yeah, and, and she's one of the people in my acting studio um, who's heading up our Copenhagen AMAW studio. And, and so it's really cool. I'm actually like, it's actually fine, especially right now while we're social distancing. I'm okay to get a FaceTime reader, mm -hmm. especially if you've got a friend that you you read for them and they read for you. You know, it's yeah. it's more comfortable to read with that person even. Yeah. so. Sometimes it's in person, but sometimes it's also fine. Um, actually, we filmed a project in, in lockdown, 
and it was entirely shot via like FaceTiming, like with our, um, so we had our cell phone camera set up, but then we had another camera FaceTiming each other. So it was cast from like here as well as in the oh, US. And so I think yeah. working on that, I upped my filming game a lot because just because I had to learn all of that for that project. Yeah. Now when I get an audition, I, I'm like, oh, I know how to film this. And right. um, it's been interesting too, because there have been some projects here that they've actually asked the actors to film. Like, oh, we'll cast you for the commercial, but then you need to film it on your own in your house. So I'm glad yeah. that I know how to do that. You know what I mean? I know how to set up my phone or my camera or whatever it is. Yeah, and I've had some friends who have to do the same thing here, actually like film everything at home <laughs> like am I getting yeah. paid more <laughs> I know I'm like the whole crew like yeah. do I get everybody, you know payments that's funny oh my gosh yeah, so I'm a Danish friend you know that I uh the part in Sweden that I'm from is right next to Denmark like we're literally neighbors wow. like everyone up north I really want to go to Denmark, Denmark when the when awesome. flights are open again <laughs> oh my gosh we used to take the ferry over to Denmark all the time and uh you know get liquor over there or just like drink on the boat we just like go on the ferry and just like go back and forth because <laughs> like you can That's see so Denmark funny. from the city where I went to high school I was actually listening to this podcast with um is it Naomi Rapace how do you I don't know how you say the last name Rapace I think or Rapace I have no idea but um maybe it's Rapace mm -hmm. but um Sorry, Naomi, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's she's also from Sweden. Um, so I was listening to it, you know, to see how she does her accent. I'm a big fan of hers. And she was talking about the Denmark, or the ferry from Denmark to Sweden, I think. And she was saying when she was younger, her and her friends would get like drunk. And um, one time she tried to swim across because she missed the last ferry. <laughs> and then she realized she couldn't really swim. So she like kind of swam back to shore. Wait, what? So yeah. is, she, is she from, I've heard of people trying to swim across the ocean. I've actually heard of dying doing that. I yeah, guess. I think she said she would have drowned. Not so, safe. Um, yeah, because she was talking about, you know, like just playing the girl in the dragon tattoo with the dragon tattoo. She said like she could just, she had a lot in common with, with that character because she kind of felt that her whole life she's kind of been swimming against the grain. So yeah, yeah I was like, oh, the fairies. So yeah. Did you just say that her name is Naomi? Yeah, um, Numi, uh, so N-O-O-M-I, R-A-P-A-C-E, and she's Swedish, yeah. Is, is she, um, was she, did she grow up there? That doesn't sound like a Swedish name. Yeah, That's so really she's cool actually, name. um, mm, so she is, she, um, yeah, she, her mom is Swedish, I believe, and the dad is actually Spanish. Um, but then she kind of grew up in Sweden and Iceland. Yeah. Oh, so the last name, I, I, I wonder if the last Instagram. name is from the dad. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, she has an amazing new movie called Angel of Mine. With, mm. um, yeah, I'm just a big fan of her, her work. Um, yeah, I and and I was listening that. to a lot of her because I just, um, yeah, of course, for the Swedish accent, I just love how I was like, oh, like, it was just great to, listen to her and get to know more of her story but yeah the it. fairies so I'm, oh but, um, i wonder if she's from yeah. my area then if she grew up in south sweden i didn't think she did because she has a northern accent hmm. yeah i wonder interesting hmm. yeah where are the scars guard brothers from because i want to go there <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure they're from stockholm oh my That's gosh like yeah they are, are from. everybody yeah <laughs> 
It's like, it's funny because every time I meet a Swedish person, they're never from my area. Like, actually, I take that back. One person I met, I met a husband and a wife in New York last October um, at a museum. And I heard them speaking Swedish. And I was like, oh, my God, are you guys from Sweden? Like, they had the same dialect as me and everything. They live from, like, they live, like, 45 minutes away from where I grew up. But literally every other person I met who was Swedish have been, like, from up north. That's so interesting. So yeah. is there a big difference between like North and South Sweden in terms of the dialect? I guess the accent, very oh, the dialect. Yes. Oh, so interesting. that's what I was telling you, like in my little recording to you, like doing the Swedish accent. I always Thanks for that. That was really helpful. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad it worked out. Um, so I have to do it like with a northern Swedish dialect because otherwise it's just mm. like I can't I can't do it. I can't do my own like southern dialect in, in English. I wonder what you would think of the show. Um, so when I was preparing this ad, the accent for the role, um, people recommended me the show Norsemen on Netflix. And um, so they have like a, like a Scandinavian accent and it's about the Vikings. And but but yeah, like they have like kind of this upward inflection and and I kind of yeah, I, I don't know. So it's it's so interesting, but I feel like the show is also very comedic and and I felt like I, so I, I decided to go more like downward with my, you know, like more of mm-hmm. a, almost like a lower voice. Um, it's so funny because part of the Scandinavian accent when they're doing it in the show sounded a bit Indian to me too. Like, it, cause it goes like upwards, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, it's like, I can channel this. It sounds like Indian. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so funny. Yeah, but really fun. Maybe I'll get to play a Viking someday. Who knows? That would be oh, so Indian cool. Vikings. Yeah, I um, love playing a Viking. I don't, I don't, I don't look <laughs> Viking esque enough. <laughs> I think, I think you could. Yeah, you, you could definitely pull it off. Um, <laughs> but um, oh boy, so yeah, so tell me. Um, oh, so your acting coach was in Atlanta then? Yes, all of them. I studied with B.J. Winfrey, Randall, um, and uh, and Rowan, who said. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, tell me how you approach a role that like, like the ones you've played, you know, because I've seen a lot of your work. And it's, it's always funny, because in in my classes, we're always talking about, oh, like, you know, finding ourselves in the character. And um, it's like, also like, oh, but that's so different from me in real life. But I feel like the, the roles, the characters you played are a lot of them that I've seen are, I think, different from you because I don't think you are a zombie and eat flesh. But I can be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So yeah, how do you approach those kind of roles? You know, when it, when it is something that is maybe different from from you, <laughs> like how do you approach because they're very extreme and yeah, yeah. I, I guess, like tell me a bit about that. Um, like do you prepare a lot or do you just kind of like go in the moment and yeah how do you those particular roles I didn't prepare at all not gonna lie Mm. I did not prepare because I think that a monster and those two roles that you're referring to I mean they're not human (laughs) really right (laughs) I'm imagining that a monster would not really have um a lot of like know. left like, brain right it's all just um what, what what's the word i'm trying to find just i feel like it was a spoiler alert for people who haven't seen mommy and 
<laughs> well, they don't know what happened. They yeah, well, there, may, they, there may be a monster, they may not be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel like they probably don't think a lot. It's more just like, eat. <laughs> eat and kill. <laughs> yeah, what, maybe that actually serves the monsters, because um, or kids, you know, because I think, at least in the classes that, you know, we, we do at AMAW and um, it's like, it's really for me, acting has been about getting back to my inner child because I'm always a very, I've always been a very analytical left brain person. And I think that's why kids are great actors is because they're maybe coming from the, the more, you know, just like in the moment, mm-hmm. right? Like they're not overthinking things, right. which we can tend to do. And maybe the monsters are also kind of good actors for that so reason. <laughs> I, if, if I were to relate it to something of like how I, what I'm thinking or really not thinking when I'm, when I'm doing something like that is like mm. you know when you get really angry at someone and you get so blindly like blindly angry that you can't like control what you're saying like you just want to something mm. and throw it at them I'm sure that yeah. everyone has gotten to that point at, at some point in their lives you know it's not a fun spot yeah. to be in even even, I mean, even like those of us who are like oh we don't get angry like there's always gonna there's we've always been had that one moment where like yeah, yeah. And, and it's kind of like everything just goes black and you're just like tunnel vision. That's kind of mm. the state that I'm in when I'm doing a role like that is more just like tapping into just literally blanking out and not thinking, not thinking what I'm going to do next, just doing and I love just that. going for it. And like, if I have my target, I, all I'm thinking about is just that target and just get there now, get there now. Like, that's just like, what I'm thinking and then like all this crazy stuff just comes out when you're doing that like I wasn't planning on doing the walk that I did in mommy Mm. it just happened and it was so cool because I had so many people approach me after first showing asking if that was CGI and I was like Mm -hmm. did you just ask me if my crawl was CGI that's probably the best compliment I could have ever gotten like, it oh just my god yeah yeah and that's I always funny. I always hurt myself doing stuff like that too because like yeah, yeah. every single time it. I always get like bruised or like rip my skin open or something I got a huge bruise on my um on my arm from that <laughs> and I was like yes battle scars <laughs> Boy. Uh, yeah that's that's just amazing I think those things yeah it just happens in the moment and I, I think especially like a monster right it's so visceral and it's so fun yeah. it's kind of like just you know getting to beat a punching bag and just like go for it you know it's like no thinking just doing it to me yeah. it's easier playing a role like that rather than mm. a human because humans just overthink naturally so when yeah. I'm speaking someone else's words <laughs> I, I have do. to like you know uh imagine how I can relate that to my own life so that the viewers get the biggest part of me that they can get mm. if that makes any sense yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. So as far as um, yeah, you mentioned anger. So for you has like, is emotion something that you kind of express freely, like in your life? Is it easy for you to access? Because I know for me, it was kind of a challenge when I when I started acting, because for a lot of my life, I think I, you know, as a child, I was expressing myself and, you know, kind of just speaking my truth. And and then I sort of started shutting down and not really feeling my emotions. And then when I had to act and sort of be a, access emotions like anger in a scene or sadness, like I, I couldn't for the longest time. I was very much like overthinking and trying to analyze. And, and so, yeah, I don't know like yeah. what your thoughts are on that, if that's 
if you're like somebody who like, okay, I'm angry. I'm, it's easy for me to like, just ex- express that right now. You know, like, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yes and no. So when I first started acting, I, I always kind of grew up not, not really expressing my feelings very well. Um, like, you know, obviously I've already mentioned that I'm engaged and we've been together for a very long time. And before I even started acting, you know, my, my fiance had to pull everything out of me. Like if I was upset, he had to beg to like say what was wrong. For instance, I just never talked about my feelings or anything like that. I never really, I never cried in front of people. I never, you know, I was always just like happy go lucky to people. So when I started acting, you're forced to tap into those emotions. And let me tell you, it was the hardest, most rewarding thing Mm. I have ever experienced because that gave me confidence and it gave me the ability to express every emotion, even the bad ones, because we have those emotions for a reason. You can't deprive yourself Mm. of that. Thank you. You know, yeah. if you bottle up your anger always, then it will eventually come mm-hmm. out because it's supposed to come out. Otherwise, we wouldn't be gifted with these emotions. So, yeah. you know, acting I think really emotions are information. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, and we're all human. Exactly. We all have. That. I'm such a better communicator now. And I think that's acting has really been like my biggest life lesson that I've, I could have ever gotten. You know, I, I feel so incredibly strong after taking acting classes and I, that's why I love acting classes because you don't have the pressure of you need to book this role you know or you're going to mess up your lines it's fine mess up you know mess, mess up, up 10 times again awesome mess yes. up because there's so many, uh I think there can be so many ahas when you mess up oh like yeah there's actually like gold nuggets in the in the mess there's actually stuff in the mess <laughs> yeah exactly you know? And I think the biggest mistake that a lot of actors make is when they mess up, they stop, right? Because everyone mm. always tells you, you know, you got to keep going, you got to keep going. But when you stop and you mess up, that's your doubts. But the moment mm. that one time you keep going after you mess up, that's like you, you just unlocked another level like of yourself. Like now, like some of your doubt is gone. And once your doubt is gone, that's when you can truly be yourself or yourself into a scene. To me, like that's... That was, yeah, a huge eye-opener for me when I, I wouldn't, like, stop a scene because I mess up. You just keep going and keep going with the flow. Wow. Yeah. I, I think that what you just said, like, when your doubt is gone is when you can just more freely explore the scene. And, yeah, that's, that's just beautiful. I, right. I feel like, um, if anything, this time that we're going through now, I've been messing up a lot, you know, and I, I think it's it's been really rewarding um and it's really beautiful too that you have a like your fiance and you know kind of like encourage you to open up and feel your emotions I think that when you know you're with the right person when they actually want you to speak freely and express your emotions yeah you know and and it helped my music it helped my business um Mm. it helped everything in my life really you know yeah yeah I I think acting I'm so grateful for acting because it's actually helped my life too, because it really got kind of exhausting to bottle everything up for so long and just, Oh, I'm good, but like not speak my truth, you know? And um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you, you were talking about your career change at the moment, like with your 
job and everything and getting back to music mm-hmm. and acting. And for me, this week has been, so I got fired yesterday um, from oh, the, no. the company I'm working for, which is the company I teach English uh, to online, online to kids in Asia, I'm so sorry which is like that. a job I, yeah, I, um, I've been working for them for three months and, um, but the company, they just don't treat their teachers well. And it was making me so angry. But I was too scared to leave because I was like, well, if I leave, it's a pandemic. And, and I, I got um, a job offer today from a company that is amazing. It pays like way more. And um, they have their teachers back and their teaching platform is amazing. And I'm so glad because yesterday when I found out I got fired, I was so upset. But I was partly angry at myself that I let those people treat me so terribly for the past three months. Right. Um, and that I just didn't leave. And I felt like the universe had to like kick me in the butt to like take another job interview. But, um, yeah, so it just kind of taught me that like, you know, maybe our anger is information because sometimes we're just angry because we're either not speaking up for ourselves or our boundaries and being honored. We're not getting what we need. Um, you know, I think that sometimes the anger is there. It's like, Hey, you need to make a change. Right. You know? Oh, um, I totally relate to that. Cause yeah. I mean, when I had opened up my state farm office, I was hating every minute of, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't say that out loud because the first, so I don't know if you knew this, but the first like year, you're basically on a trial when you first open up your office and you have to meet all these quotas and these goals and stuff like that. And then they give you your permanent contract or they don't give you your permanent contract. But under that time, you're putting yourself into tremendous amount of stress or uh, stress and, and debt. And it was, it was just so stressful, man. It and you're start, you started to see like what the company was all about. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't say too much, but I was just yeah. I was not, not happy. And I'm a very intuitive person. That's something I never, ever talk about. Um, but I, I used to pick up the mail every day at my office and I would look at my, my house, my office was like a house. It was really cute actually. And, um, and I couldn't, I was trying to pick my, picture myself walking up the same stairs 20 years later and I couldn't picture it in my head. And I thought there is something weird with this. Like I should be able to picture this in my head. And I, I started meditating and praying every single morning oh, wow. And I yes. literally asked the universe, I'm like, if I'm not supposed to do this, then please just take it away from me because we all know that I can't leave on my own. And I think that's, you know, sometimes that's what happens in life. They took it away from me and I was left with a tremendous amount of debt, almost went into a lawsuit with them. It was a whole ordeal and it's still something I'm trying to get over. But um, I guess the moral of a story is that I should have just followed my passion instead of following what made sense for society to be in corporate America and make a boatload of money. I don't need to make a boatload of money. I just want to make enough money to where I can support myself and my future future children if I ever had any. But um, um, but yeah, I wish I would have just stuck with acting and stuck with music and doing what I know that I do best, which is anything creatively. So, you know, I'm I'm sorry to hear that you lost your job, but I truly believe that there's always there's always more doors to be opened, you know. And yeah, and, and I think it, yeah, and I think that um, you know, I was telling sharing this with my acting class today, and um, it's actually from I got this from Wendy Braun, 
who kind of does a lot of inspirational stuff for actors. Um, so I'm not going to take credit for it, but um, she was talking about the opportunities and that are meant for us in life can't mm-hmm. possibly pass us by. And you know, like right. sometimes you get a audition and you may not get it, and so we beat ourselves up about it. But if it was meant for us, it wouldn't be able to pass us by. And I feel like, yeah, yeah I've been meditating a lot during this time. It's really changed my life and praying too during this pandemic and um I actually the morning I got fired I woke up and I did an abundance meditation okay and I asked the universe for a sign <laughs> like I was like and I feel like maybe it like it had to kick me in the butt because it's like you want abundance but you're in this job that is paying you way less than your worth and you're working even on your birthday you don't have any time off and you're still struggling so it kind of had to like just kick me in the butt like you know what I'm going to push you out of your comfort zone so that you can do something about it. And right. I really do feel like, yeah, like the universe can kind of like sometimes give you that nudge to get you back on the track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, good for you. Um, and I think our bodies carry information. I feel like, you know, there's the brain, but there's also like the heart and there's also our gut, right? They say, listen to your gut. gut feeling, so I feel like yes. maybe all those three things um, can inform our decision. I think I was maybe making some decisions out of fear, you know what I mean? And not listening to my body being like, no. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's exciting. So yeah, tell me a bit more about um, your plans to get into acting and um, currently you're pursuing music and I know you're doing photography as well. Yeah, I'm doing all kinds of stuff right now, actually. I'm doing, you know, making music. Um and I'm doing my photography. I do mostly real estate photography. And I also have an Etsy business where I make yeah, and sell like Spotify plaques. So it's basically like a mm. piece of glass. Um, it's like plexiglass. And uh, you know how like the Spotify song is laid out. So it has like the play button and everything, the song and the, uh, the artist yeah. name. And it has a Spotify code so you can scan the glass with your phone and it will play the song for you in Spotify. And then you can either pick a personalized photo or... Um, you know, album cover art or whatever you want for it. And yeah, that's, uh, it's been a success so far. It's so much fun. Like I'm telling you, everything that's creative amazing. that I can do, I, I just love it. Creating is, is so much fun. And I think I've realized that you can actually have fun and that can be your business. And you can actually make money from having fun. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think that's what life is about. Like I, because I, 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 yeah, I feel you on like having that moment where you couldn't see yourself walking up the stairs because I feel like, yeah, we're working and, you know, I've also been the kind of person like in corporate and kind of, but it's like, why are we doing it? Because we want to be happy and have time with the people we care about. And, you know, even why am I even trying to audition for a series regular role? It's so I can feel peaceful so I can feel happy so I can feel gratitude but I could feel all of that stuff right now if I wanted to I could just go to the beach or just choose you know what I mean Um, I could create something right now and and feel happy like tape a monologue instead of like waiting for for that so I really feel like yeah life is meant to be joy and I think we have the power to empower ourselves even if it means to get out of our comfort zone you know like yeah but have it right now and and even if yeah I mean I and why not why why not right I mean I think that everyone deserves happiness and I just feel like I've seen too many people in the corporate world who doesn't really they don't enjoy what they do they always complain about their work and I just don't want to be that person I think my biggest fear in life really is to not happy 
you know? I don't ever yeah. want to wake up and dread what I do every day because what you do every day is your life. I mean, it's a big part of it. So I am so happy that the universe pushed me away from corporate America to where I got a fresh start, which is the hardest but best thing that's ever happened to me. Because it's not easy trying to find yourself again when you're turning 30 and your eggs start dying. <laughs> but like... Girl, I'm in the middle of the 30s, okay? Like, I'm in there deep. Yes, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I don't know if my eggs are alive still. <laughs> I know. I always joke about that. Like, like last year, I was it's taking okay. a shower. I'll adopt anyways. Like I'll adopt like Swedish kids or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was telling my fiance that I was taking a shower last year, and I was turning. It was the day, the day before, the day of my 29th birthday, and I was like, "Hey, my eggs are dying. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Oh my god. But you know what? I, I speaking of Pomeranians, don't you have like a little Pomeranian? Oh yeah, I do. Oh my God, I'm so envious. Like, that's like my dream. Like, I just want oh, a Pomeranian so badly. She's <laughs> What's best. her name? Her name is Luna. Oh. And for everyone listening to this, she has a little Instagram account that I yes, don't ever really plug. post to anymore. But <laughs> there's a few pictures on there. It's called Saved by Luna. But um, she's so you could actually like post more on there like it might blow up because i follow a pomeranian um in la called jiff bomb who has like millions of followers and he has like a wardrobe like you could actually do photography of luna and you know (laughs) be her like social media manager i guess (laughs) so the whole reason i even like started her instagram was because i wanted to start an e-commerce site where i would sell um uh, what do you call it? Like dog clothes and collars and stuff and donate the profits to nonprofit organizations. I have mm. always wanted to be a part of a nonprofit organization of some sort. And um, turns out it's harder than you think to find stores who will drop ship doing a bunch of different pet supplies. So I ended up mm-hmm. not doing that and ended up going with Etsy instead. But one day I still want to do that. I think it'll be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah, and I, I think like I think it's just really cool that you, you know, had that break from acting and, and I, I'm kind of excited about what happens next because I feel like it's kind of like in the ebb and flow of life, right? Like we'll take a break from something, but it's not like permanent, like because life is constantly in motion. So we'll maybe find it again when the time is right and maybe we're now like we've kind of grown during the process, right? So now like when you get back to acting, you're looking at it with a fresh pair of eyes or like a different person with new insights so I think there's even value in in all of our experiences really in life that have shaped where we are today I think we're meant to be where we are now so so I'm kind of excited um but yeah tell me so like I guess for the listeners um where can people find you uh where can they find the Etsy stuff oh yeah I'll tell you about that I wanted to say something before I share that with you though say everything okay yeah I'll share that with you um (laughs) So I do want to say, though, I don't feel like technically I have taken a break from acting, but I don't feel like I have taken a break from acting because Mm. whenever I write music and I'm making my videos, it's not like I'm pretending to be someone else, not that type of acting, but you're still acting. You're still expressing emotions of something that you wrote. So for me, I never stopped acting. I love that. So I just wanted to share. Yeah, that. like you maybe just stopped going. Yeah, exactly. Like you took a break from the business from aspect, the business side of it. But you were right. still because I feel like acting. I mean, honestly, for me, 
acting is even living through this pandemic, like feeling my emotions. Like that's just me working on my acting technique. It's just like, you know what I mean? Expressing yourself. And for me, like acting is really just living my life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) As me, as my authentic self. It's what I've come to discover after like years and years of, you know, I think that, yeah, like music that, yeah, you're so right. That is such an important insight because, you know, even during this time that, you know, I haven't been auditioning, but I think acting is just, it's so much more than, it's its not just, you know, like, oh, auditioning and the business side. Yeah, like it's, it's so much more. It's really just that. living life. Yeah. It's, it's like expressing yourself, telling stories, creating, you know, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And be truthful so of every great. aspect of yourself. So. Yeah. yeah cool. Just like living truthfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's such a, uh, that just, yeah. You, that's that's such a great aha and insight yeah. really resonates yeah <laughs> so, so anyway um, sorry for cutting you off anyway. I um no I felt like an urge to say that <laughs> yeah I love that um thank you for honoring your impulses and I I love that you honor your creative impulses too because I feel like our impulses are like whisperings from you know whether it's universe or the god or, or god or whatever but it's like you know what I mean like I it's like ooh, I gotta say this now and for me as well um you know, when I teach, I'm, I'm working on honoring my impulses because sometimes I get the impulse to say something. And when I do, like, somebody will always be like, oh my God, that really resonated or we needed to hear that. And when I get the impulse and I second guess myself, ooh, you know what I mean? Like, right. I know I shouldn't have done that because I feel like if it comes to you in the moment, we just need to honor that because it's coming. So, exactly. Yeah. Thank you for honoring yeah. that impulse. Um, oh, okay. so I'm sorry, what did you, you ask me, uh, about so, my okay, Etsy so show? all the info, yes, so, um, where can people find the Etsy, and then the music, so basically everything, everything that they would need oh, to find, the YouTube, all the things like, that I'm doing with my life, <laughs> yeah, and, and the real estate photography, everything, <laughs> I guess, like, the Etsy, and, and the music, and, yeah, so maybe your Instagram, and your YouTube, I think. Yeah. Well, so all of my social (laughs) handles are just Amy May Lou. It's A M Y M A E L O U. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's both on Spotify. My original music was on there, my Instagram, uh, my YouTube, and everything like that. My Etsy shop, this is so cute. Actually, I really like the name of it. It's called Fetch Finds Designs. (laughs) So, you know, Mean Girls, like, that's so fetch. (laughs) And she's like, stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah, it's from that. So Fetch Finds Designs. Oh my gosh, I love that movie so much. It's so awesome. (laughs) But yeah, that's on Etsy. Fetch Finds Designs. And then just Amy May Lou on everything else. That's awesome. And so is Instagram kind of the best place? And then YouTube? um, Or do you do like Twitter and I do YouTube, YouTube, Instagram, (laughs) and Spotify. so oh, I actually, oh, Spotify. I have, okay, perfect. Yeah, I have the my Spotify link is on my bio on my uh in my Instagram. And then YouTube is just the same, just Amy Maylu. Great. And I'll share that in the um in the show notes too. So your last name is is it actually Swedish or is it it's Asian? Chinese? <laughs> Oh, but so yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, people always yeah. say like when they see just Amy Lou, because like I just usually go with by my first and last name. Uh, they're always like, oh, Amy Lou, Amy Lou what? And I'm like, just that, just 
It's Amy. Well, it's actually Amy Maylou. And then I have to like go into the entire freaking explanation of like why my name is the way it is. Like, well, I thought you were Swedish. Like, it sounds Southern. Like, are you sure you're not Southern? <laughs> I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope, I'm not. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Oh, people always think I'm going to be Russian because of Natasha, but it's like, there's actually a lot of Indian people who have that name. That's true. I don't think I've ever met an Indian Natasha before. It's such a good name. Oh, I've like met a lot. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I love it though. You have a cool name. I used to hate my name. I think you have a cool name. I used to, I know, I I also kind of used to like, um, I actually went through the phase where I tried to change my name to, um, actually it was Natasha May. I thought I, I was like trying to change my name, but then I kind of was just like, I'm just going to use my actual name for the acting because it's, it's so much easier. And there were some other Natasha Mays on IMDb and I didn't want to be like, oh, fake one. That's I, I was in a phase though that I was like, oh, I'm Natasha May, but I'm like out of that phase now. <laughs> that's so funny. I actually, I started going by Amy May Lou when I started acting because at first I was like Amy Lou when I went like typed it in on Google. Amy Lou Adams would pop up like Amy Adams and I was like uh maybe I should go for my like my full name like Amy May Lou so I decided to do that plus it was like more catchy to my ears so now now I can appreciate my name but when I lived in Sweden I hated it because people could never understand like they couldn't say my name right you know they were like Ami Ami and I'm like, no, it's just Amy. It's Amy. Jesus. <laughs> and my mom was like, you know, you were supposed to be Linda. And I'm like, why didn't you just name me Linda? That would have been so much easier. <laughs> wow. Oh, I wouldn't God. mind if my last name was like Skarsgård. Just saying in case anyone from Skarsgård family is listening. <laughs> but see, oh, saying oh Skarsgård in, in English is so different from Swedish, though, because we say Skarsgård. I know. So oh, my God. Like, sounds even better. Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Oh, it's hilarious. But yeah. <laughs> funny. Oh man. Um, hey, this was a treat. Um yeah, yeah so much it was fun. Really Thank fun. you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> um, this was a blast. It's really it was really fun to hear your story. And it's really cool actually, because I've been connecting with people a lot like remotely, you know, that it's it's funny that actually like got to know more of your story today and we've spend so much time together on set and everything so yeah yeah you know I think something good that came out of this whole pandemic situation is that I think that we've all kind of been taught now that distance has no limits like we can connect with an entire world because now everyone's online and we're finding ways around connecting with people like through distance which is amazing to me because you know I think that we're so used to being just in our own little bubble like you know, in Atlanta or in Sweden or in South Africa, mm. like those are the people that you connect with, but you're like across the entire globe. And I'm still sitting here having a conversation with you and connecting with something that means a lot for both of us. So I just think that's a beautiful thing that we can do that. Yeah, I think human connection, it, it just like crosses borders. And this time has, has shown me that for sure. I mean, just in my class today, I had somebody from Denmark in my class and then somebody from London and somebody who's from the US and people on different parts of South Africa and and but you don't feel that they're far away like because it just feels like they're right there and I wouldn't have realized this so I think that even though there's it's been a really challenging time there's been gifts hidden in the shit which is like my new thing there's like gifts in the crunch of it you know and um, 
And so it's been really cool to find other ways to connect. Um, hey, this was a treat, Amy. Thanks for being here. And um, I'm sure people are going to, I think this podcast will resonate with people. So thank you for being here. And thanks for being vulnerable and authentic. Of course, really anytime. Yeah. Always. It's what I do, baby. It's what I do. If you enjoyed this episode, please share and subscribe, as well as write us a review on Apple Podcasts. I can't wait to see you next week.